Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassTenor.com. Today is Friday, September 15th, 2017. This is episode 86, Organizing an Arts Festival. This episode is going to be dedicated to all of the elements associated with putting together an arts festival in a school district. Now this could work in other areas, but when it comes to a school district, I have a lot of experience with putting together these types of festivals, hence the idea for today's episode. An arts festival is a very exciting, enlightening, enriching experience for all involved. It's great for the students, of course, because it allows them to express themselves in a way that otherwise might not be possible. It's fantastic for the parents, for obvious reasons, but it's also great for the community. And today I'm going to talk about the ways that you want to promote the festival, as well as things to consider as part of the festival, and any other things that you may need to keep in mind dealing with your school. Now, I've done arts festivals in several different school districts. Some of them have been specific to one school, while others have been a district-wide venture. For any arts festival which is going to be done, your goal is to, at the very least, incorporate music and artwork. Because the visual and aural, A-U-R-A-L, components are critical. Now, if you can go a step further and you can incorporate dance, and perhaps other components which could fall under visual or performing arts, that's great. With the festivals I have done before, they all had music, art, artwork, and some form of dance. Wherever you're going to do your arts festival, you need to make sure that artwork is displayed which represents every student in the school. I can't stress that enough because the night of the actual event or if it's a daytime venture or if it's going to be something it's going to be multiple nights, you want to be absolutely certain Hands down, 
that every child has something to be able to show the, their family when they come to the event. And that's a very, very big deal. This may be the only opportunity where their artwork is going to be able to be seen in a school setting for everyone to enjoy. It's one thing to bring artwork home and show it. It's quite another when the artwork is proudly displayed. That's a very, very big deal for anyone who creates anything, especially if they do have a talent. So the artwork component, I feel, is non-negotiable. It's not easy for the art teachers because displaying artwork takes a ton of time. If you're a music teacher, I would certainly work with your colleague or colleagues in the school or the district to help them display the artwork or find help for them. I have seen situations where the art teachers are in a just a, a brutal situation spending tons and tons and tons of hours and resources just to get the artwork up. Now when you put the artwork up you want to be mindful of where it's being placed. You don't want to have a situation perhaps it's a hallway with a lot of traffic in it because you don't want the artwork to be damaged. You know your school's culture and the student population and you have to make the best decision because we don't want that artwork to be damaged. Now in terms of the music end of things, I've had many different ideas which have worked. One has been the opportunity for every student in the school or the district perform. This could be a K-5 to venture, it could be just a middle school, just a high school, it could be a K-12 situation, but you could decide that only the performing groups, so this could be grades 4 to 12, 5 to 12, where only the bands, the choruses, and the orchestras perform. You could have chamber ensembles. You could do it where it's only chamber ensembles or only solo performances. It's completely up to you. The most recent arts festivals I've done have had solo, duet, or small group performances. And 
th those were for music and dance. It also could include other acts, which would fall a little more under a variety show. And for people who are not as familiar with these types of performances, you can simply say something like, America's Got Talent, and they'll understand a little bit better. Really, they would, these were always known as just talent shows or variety shows over the years, and still are in, in many districts. You want to make sure that you plan this festival in the calendar so you're not going to be faced with the potential of having to move the date or potential or even worse if the event needs to be canceled due to weather for those reasons i have always avoided the winter months when it comes to the any types of art any type of arts festival I think the winter months are extremely dangerous because you don't want that event to be snowed out or ice or what have you because it's too big of an event to try to find a snow date and it's also an inconvenience you could lose your audience because people may not be able to show up so for that reason I've t I've tended to try to do it like at the the beginning of spring um, and not get too late in the school year and the only reason for that is I, I found that the end of spring there are not usually a lot of other types of performances and a lot of families don't have much going on so a good time to select is usually the end of March or the beginning of April in terms of the state of New Jersey the state testing that occurs will take place in April so I tend to do it before the testing because it's not going to impact the school day and you make sure that it doesn't impact the school day. So anybody who's reviewing for tests, that's not going to impact them. But it's also key that we're avoiding the weather and we're doing it before the testing period and giving the students lots of time to prepare. You need to think about refreshments. Are you going to have them or are you not? My personal thoughts on refreshments, if you're going to have them, keep them far away from the performances and the artwork. I've had situations where refreshments were served and people brought them into the auditorium and they made a mess. And all it's gonna do is make your custodians angry. And that, that's just you don't need that situation that's just just not a good situation so 
that's another thing to think about. Are you going to have parents involved in this process or is this only going to involve teachers? When I've done these festivals, it's been exclusively staff from the schools. It has not involved any parents whatsoever. And it's not that you're against parents being involved, but there sometimes can be issues and you could have parents that might decide that they want to do things a different way. And you as the professional need to make it clear as to how things are going to be. You need to make sure that your administration is on board, really, truly committed. Because with all the arts festivals I've done, it's been a 50-50 split in terms of support and not being so supportive. The, the festivals were always approved, but we had situations where administration just didn't want to be involved in any way and go one step further, they didn't even want to help. And it's not the worst thing in the world if they're trying to stay out of the way, but you want to make sure that if you're doing something like this, that you're being appreciated for what you're doing. You don't want to be doing all this extra work just for the sake of the kids. I know too many teachers that do that. And there's nothing wrong with doing things for children. But when you do it year after year after year, if you've decided you're going to do it for the children, you don't have a leg to stand on if administration is not supporting you. Because you made that decision to make this happen. You can't complain later on after the fact. Because there are some administrators that will even pull a card and say... Well, this is now past practice. And because of past practice, even though you may have not been compensated for this event, well, we're not going to compensate you and you're expected to do this. And that is sometimes present in teacher contracts. So it's probably a good idea to also check with your union. If you have a union, find out what their thoughts on it are on it because some unions may not want you doing extra work unless you're compensated. And that, again, is something for you to decide. How long is the event going to be? A typical arts festival definitely should not go more than three hours. I would say probably about two hours. I don't think less than two hours, though. About two hours is needed in order for people to enjoy the artwork, and enjoy performances that are not rushed. You don't want to have anybody feel like they're rushed. You want them to enjoy the evening, but you don't want to make the evening or the day too long. You start making it five and six hours, it doesn't work. It just doesn't, it's too long. If you are going to have lots of performing groups, Make sure that younger children are the first ones to perform. And the older kids should be the last ones to perform. Not because of the progression of younger to older, which is great, but 
just in terms of bedtime. You don't want a situation where a, th a group of third grade students playing the recorder are performing at a festival that's running from 6 to 9 and their time slot is at 8.30. It's just not appropriate. You need to consider parking. This is a great way to really irritate people if you don't have a good parking situation. And they're having to, because this is probably going to be an event that's going to be very large. So be sure to have an answer for the parking and not just make people have to park in the middle of nowhere. I've had it both ways where I've done this with places where there are gigantic parking lots and that's not an issue and then other places where you're practically in uh, a city in which the only parking really is street parking that can be a real problem when you're dealing with hundreds and hundreds of people I had situations with arts festivals where over 5,000 people attended now in terms of the community you need to decide, are you going to really truly open this up to the community? Do you want the community to attend? Or do you just want the school community to be there? So families and parents of children from the school, or do you want to extend it to the community? I had one superintendent who was absolutely brilliant and very politically savvy. And what he did was he always wanted the arts festival to be just before a big board of education election in which the budget had to be passed. And he was brilliant because he had the arts festival scheduled about a week or two before the vote for the budget. And it made sure that thousands of residents in the town got a flyer with all the details about the arts festival and so even if they didn't attend they captured the essence of the festival they saw that great things were going on in the schools so when it comes time for the budget they can know that their tax dollars are being put to worthwhile things in the school district and an arts festival is a great way to do that it's a great way to connect well with the community. But there are some administrators in some schools who do not want to connect with the community in that type of way. They may not want people from the outside coming into the school. So you have to clear all this information. This whole reason I'm creating this, this episode today because there's not there, there's stuff that's online. And some of the stuff is good, but I've had a very hard time trying to find some people that have been extremely comprehensive about all the different things that you will go through and the pitfalls that you want to try to avoid when you're putting something like this together. There are just so many different uh, factors to consider, so many variables. You need to make sure that all your paperwork is in. Make sure that it's in well in advance and you've made all the requests that you need. Your custodians are going to be so critically important on the night of that performance or the day of the performance. You need to have custodians on site. 
because whatever could go wrong will whether it's lights going out whether it's sound not working we've tripped breakers for outlets before and you need to make sure that you have custodians on hand so they're able to help you you need to also make sure those same people who are absolutely the the saints in any school or district they're able to set up the chairs and any other equipment that needs to be done I had one arts festival with an, a completely ungrateful administration who did not instruct the custodians to do anything as a matter of fact they specifically said to the custodians for them to do something else that evening and the music staff was setting up everything well, I didn't we didn't mind setting up some things but we were in a situation where we were setting up like a thousand chairs hours before the performance and we had to we had to perform so setting up chairs I don't mind setting up chairs at any time but not a few hours before the performance there was no fun involved in that so you want to make sure to communicate 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 to all the right people and especially with your administration be sure that they're going to be able to provide everything that you need hopefully this information is going to prove very helpful to you uh, certainly you're gonna you're gonna you may even have to have auditions for some components of this and you can refer to my podcast episodes in which I talk about things associated with an audition if you have questions more questions regarding just organizing an arts festival please feel free to reach out to me if there's anything that I missed I'll be happy to discuss it with you and in great length uh, an arts festival really can be a very very special and meaningful wonderful experience for all involved